Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Best of the West. My name is Jake Brown, and I am here alongside Kenji Ito for a quick recap of this past week. Arizona keeps their undefeated season alive by beating the Cleveland Browns 37-14. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the New York Giants with a dominating score of 38-11. The 49ers had their early, very early bye week, and the Seahawks botched a comeback 23-20 against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football. That's what was going down here in the NFC West. Kenji, let's talk about some stuff going on in the NFC West. So, first off, for the Arizona Cardinals, they've been really good this year, uh, especially their quarterback, Kyler Murray. Uh, what do you think? Is he going to be the MVP this year? Um, if he keeps it up, definitely. I definitely think he's going to win the MVP. I don't see much competition other than possibly Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Josh Allen is looking super hot uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So um, with the undefeated season that the Arizona Cardinals are having and his performance and his leadership of that team, <clears throat> I think he definitely is going to win the yeah. award as a junior quarterback. And the undefeated season streak is, of course, at 6-0. and No team left is undefeated. And they're facing the Texans this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they can keep this undefeated streak, streak alive for at least another week? Absolutely. Uh, Texans, um, they are a terrible offense and defensive team. Uh, I don't see I don't see any miracles happening. So uh, I def yeah um, the undefeated undefeated streak is uh, staying strong as they enter week seven. My only worry about the Cardinals is that they face the Green Bay Packers the following week mm-hmm. again on Thursday night football. While it is in State Farm in Glendale. Uh, the Packers are a really good road team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we kind of discussed earlier that the Packers are uh, three and one uh, on on uh, on the oh, road. On the road, thank you. Um, so um, that's definitely going to be a tough matchup. But since they the Cardinals have the home field advantage, I think they will pull away with the win uh, in Week Eight. All right. So let's come back to Week Seven. Because there's a really important matchup coming up if your name is Jared Goff. Uh, He is coming back to Los Angeles for the first time since he was traded. Uh, He was the number one draft pick in 2016 by the Los Angeles Rams. And now he's coming back to Los Angeles, this time in another uniform, uh, as a Detroit Lion, who are 0-6 right now. What do you think of Jared Goff? And how has his performance been, and how could it translate into mm-hmm. uh, being back in SoFi? Okay, so personally, this is what I think, is that uh, it is going to be a revenge game between the Lions and the Rams, because, like, obviously, Jerry Goff was traded away for Matthew Stafford. Obviously, the Lions are 0-5, but def- uh, the Rams definitely, uh, like, they took, they have a... Um, Rams have they have a defense. Yeah, they have a, they have a defense, but they took they took advantage of that trade because the Rams right now are uh, a one loss team, 
Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's definitely going to be a revenge game, but I don't feel like it's going to be close because of how dominating the Rams are and how the Lions are not terrible, but they're but they're bad because all of their losses have been very very close. Like, yeah, it seems like every single week, aside from this past weekend, the Lions have found some way to lose the game in very heartbreaking fashion. Especially, yeah, I, you can we can yeah. point to the Justin Tucker yeah. field goal. Yeah, as, 66 yards. Who who would have thought? Who would? would I mean, that who was would have thought he would have like converted that kick? If there's one kicker who's going to break the record for 66 yards, it's going to be Justin Tucker. Absolutely. That's why he's the best kicker in the league. But And now let's talk about the flip side of that. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, because he's going... It would it be a revenge game for him as well? Uh yeah, I feel like so. Matthew Stafford spent like like this is his first year in LA, so he's definitely gonna like show what he like what he truly is with talent. Because in Detroit, there's not there's not much talent whatsoever. Like it was probably him and then Calvin Johnson. Well, Calvin Johnson retired so many years ago, and he was basically with nobody. So he basically had to carry that team alone. Now he has supporting help, and that will like drive him to a victory and even more victories to possibly the playoffs or even the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean we can talk about how you know the Rams and the Cardinals are Super Bowl favorites coming Absolutely. out of the NFC West. I mean the Super Bowl is so far away. It's like three or four months away. Absolutely. Like it's hard like we can make Super Bowl predictions all we want right now, but I think it will take a while for it to mm-hmm. translate. I think once we get into week 10 or week 12. Because yeah. you never be... know, there might be a downfall in the Cardinals or the Rams or any other team in the NFC or AFC. Yeah, or your quarterback could be out for the year or out for a significant amount of time, just like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- definitely a big loss for Seattle. He is, he is the... Like he is the piece that puts like Seattle together as an organization. Now let's talk about Seattle. It was a good segue to talk about Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been suffering with injuries all year. Chris Carson, uh, Russell Wilson, and now Daryl Taylor. Uh, he led the league and or led the team rather in sacks with four, and suffered a neck injury that is possible to end his season, um, possibly out for the year. Uh, who do you think is going to step up, and how will this defense be affected? Um, personally, I think this defense will be affected like by not getting to the quarterback. Like they're not going to put enough pressure on the quarterback because since he led the the team in sacks, uh, that is that's obviously going to have a major decline in pass rush and and uh, pressure in all sorts of categories that has a negative impact for the quarterback. Uh, personally, who I think is going to step up, um, I think Carlos Dunlap. We got him, uh, Seattle got him uh, last year, and he had a very positive impact. And I feel like that he has a little bit of a slow start because of like his adjustment. Like he's still kind of adjusting to like Seattle a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I think last year he was a little thrown in. Um, I mean, he still played well last season, though, mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's definitely going to step up. Quan J. Diggs, who ha- who is leading the team in interceptions right now, he's definitely going to step up. Um, and then uh, 
Jamal Adams, they paid him $70 million. I feel like that he, he needs to step up to be what he's worth. And then, uh, obviously, a player who has been there, but he's going to continue to make an impact is our middle, uh, the middle linebacker, uh, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, and Bobby Wagner has been kind of the cornerstone of yeah. that Seahawks defense in the past few years, ever since the Legion of Boom broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one guy to keep an eye on should be Jordan Brooks as well. He oh, yeah. is the only other player on the Seahawks with a sack that is yeah. not named Taylor. Yeah, he, um, he's definitely stepped up since K.J. Wright has left to the Raiders. Yeah, and while Seahawks fans like ourselves, like we're... Like, we don't expect, I'm not, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on Jordan Brooks to be K.J. Wright. Like, that's oh, no, absolutely impossible not. standards. Um, and I think it's been really hard for, like, these incoming Seahawks defenders because there's already so much, like, pressure because of the legendary Seahawks defense, even though it's been, like, almost half a decade. Yeah. Uh like you, when you think of Pete Carroll in Seattle, you think of Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Like you think yeah. of all those great players, and now these new guys are coming in as to like, how am I going? How am I supposed to be Bobby Wagner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I to- I totally agree upon that statement. It's like I feel like every new pl- every new defensive player that comes to Seattle, the fans want to picture them as the new Legion of Boom. So, mm-hmm. but. It this it obviously just takes time and uh, all all the players on this defense have to grow. It's been, and I think that's kind of what happened with Trey Flowers as well, mm-hmm. uh, who was the starting cornerback start coming into this season, went to third string and now is not even on the team. I think uh, yeah. he signed. I think he signed with the Bengals. Yeah, he did. Uh, and it was just over that fan pressure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. it's just what's really. Weird is that Seattle has been one of the worst defensive teams in the past three years mm-hmm. when Pete Carroll historically has been the defensive-minded coach. Yeah, definitely. But let's move on from uh, the defense and talk about the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Seattle's big uh, things is rushing, mm-hmm. and Chris Carson has been in and out of the lineup every single week. But one very uh, very good running back who has been taking upon that number two role has been Alex Collins, who rushed for 101 yards in Sunday night against the Steelers. What do you think about Alex Collins, uh, his future with Seattle, and uh, is there a possibility that Chris Carson could be one of the guys who could, who could be traded this season before the deadline uh those are very great points you made uh i'm gonna start with chris carson i think there there is a possibility he can get traded because he's very injury prone but when he's healthy he's very good right um so but since he's very good and injury prone i can see that like he's gonna be good bait for other teams to pick him up so like maybe we can uh maybe seattle can trade him for like another good defender or running back or some online so he's like good bait for other teams uh alex collins being the future starter i can i can totally see it as uh, there's a major age difference between between chris carson and alex collins um i 
I think that Alex Collins is going to have great success. He's definitely not going to be the next Marshawn or the next Sean Alexander, which are very high hopes, but uh, he's definitely more of an elusive back, which yes. I feel like that Seattle is better with because the only power back that Seattle has ever had was Marshawn, right? Yeah, but Marshawn could also receive the ball as well. Yeah, that, ab- that's what made him a dual threat. Yeah, absolutely. But I Carson think, can do that, but yeah, but, not as well as mm-hmm. like, previous running backs. Yeah, but Alex Collins, uh, he can receive the ball in the backfield. He can rush very well. He uh, like is a very smart running back, and uh, yeah, I I can't wait to like watch watch him play as an NFC West fan. All right, and staying in the NFC West, of course, because we are an NFC West podcast. We have to move back into the state of California and go a little bit north. Uh, There's news that broke on Monday that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, started in practice today and Trey Lance sat out. Uh, So there's a possibility that Jimmy G could be back uh, in the starting lineup for the San Francisco 49ers, a struggling team. They're two and three right now, uh, and they are facing. Uh, who are they facing? They're facing the Colts on Sunday Night Football. How important do you think that? How important do you think Jimmy G will be uh, to this San Francisco team? And do you think Trey? How do you think Trey Lance has done in his couple games that he's been in San Francisco so far? Well. Uh... About Trey, I'm gonna start with the topic of Trey Lance first. Um, he he just played a very good defense uh, in the in the Arizona Cardinals, so I think that was not a not a very good test for him because he's facing one of the top defense in the league. He comes from a small college. He comes from a small small college, and uh, yeah, he was he was kind of he doesn't have that much experience because he. Like, the college experience for him was not the greatest. And uh, my repetitiveness is kind of eh. But, uh, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely the right option for the Indianapolis Colts. Because while the Indian- Against the Indianapolis Colts. Against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think he's a great fit because, like, I feel like that their, their, um, their pass defense is mediocre. It's not great. It's not. It's not bad, but it's like in the middle, right? So and definitely Jimmy G is a pocket passer, and like and he like throws the ball short, which is I think a weakness of in, in Indianapolis. So um, and uh, yeah, that that's kind of my opinion about the 49ers quarterback situation. Uh, so like, what do you, what do you think? I think Trey Lance has been serviceable. Mm-hmm. I again, you said that he's faced he's faced some challenging teams, especially the Arizona Cardinals defense mm-hmm. that has been going way under the radar. Um, but I think Jimmy G right now he should be the starter at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It, even if he's not healthy enough to be the starter this week, when once he comes back, he should be in that starting lineup. I mean, Trey Lance could surprise me this weekend if mm-hmm. he if. Jimmy G ends up not being able to play, but um, it it's way too early to yeah, it, give Trey Lance a full 
report card. Yeah. Because he he's only started what was it two games? Yeah, only two games. So yeah, and also what I think is, and this is what they were talking about, like before he got drafted to the night, like it was like kind of directly after the draft. Um, I think what they should have done is thrown like they should have just let Trey Lance uh, back up for Jimmy Garoppolo the entire year. Mm-hmm. That's what I personally think because, like, I feel like, all, like, getting a one-year experience of just watching another quarterback that has uh, done well in his profession, I think that is like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is like a perfect mentor for Trey Lance. Even though their playing style is different, I think like the the match between those two is definitely great. And I think that Trey Lance, he has great coaches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he has the QB whisper with Kyle Shanahan. And, like, he he will work well with the San Francisco coach, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think he was a great fit anyway with that San Francisco play uh, play system. But, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, he's the same quarterback who took the Niners to the Super Bowl a couple years yeah. ago. You can't just... He just got a little older, and that's all you can say. Yeah, I mean, he still looks great, but he, <laughs> but it, he's not that old. He's a couple years older than he was when he went to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, Trey Lance, they, they've been thinking about trading Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think it will be this year. I don't think it could be next year. Yeah. Um, Maybe in but, Trey Lance's third year, it, it is definitely possible. Yeah, he's not one to be starting right out of college. Just yeah. like how Jordan Love isn't the one who should be yeah. starting right out of college. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other situation. That's mm-hmm. yeah, it's for got, a whole other division. Yeah, for a whole other division. And just to mention, Jordan Love is probably backing up against one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. In, in exactly. Rogers, so. but I'm not going to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is... Aaron Rodgers. He's oh, not. No, he's not going not. to be Aaron Rodgers he's, ever. He's never. So. But he. But you know. I think if Jimmy G is ever hurt, I think Trey Lance will be serviceable, just yeah. like every single rookie court, almost every single rookie yeah. quarterback that has started this season. Yeah, and on, another like I would I would consider this a hot take, definitely for Trey Lance. But like he he has the he has the ability to become like Herbert or Mayfield. You think so? Yeah, because, like, when you really think about it, Herbert and Mayfield, they were getting backed up by Tyrod Taylor. Fortunately, Tyrod Taylor got injured, and they had to step in. And they put, they had a little bit of a struggle their first years and everything. Or not just Herbert, but Baker Mayfield, for example. He kind of struggled a little bit. And then after a couple years gone by, he he's now who he is now. Like, he's a great quarterback. So, I feel like uh, that's, like, my hot take on uh, Trey Lance right now. So, do you think that Jimmy G is going to be the next Tyrod Taylor? Uh, so, like, there's yeses and nos for this, but I'm more on the yes side. Because while Tyrod Taylor is more, like, mobile than Jimmy G, they're both very injury-prone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's kind of, like, why I think they are similar in many ways. But... Uh, they do have their differences. So, like, when it comes to, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Mills. Davis Mills? Yes. Davis Mills. My bad. No, like, you're fine. <laughs> so you're saying because Tyrod Taylor's now hurt, Davis Mills should be the next Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, it's not in, like don't get me wrong. It's not. It's like Baker Mayfield is good, but it's it's not going to happen in every situation. Davis Mills played at Stanford, and when I watched him play, I'm like, okay, this is not going to be generational talent. Or <laughs> he is playing the NFL, so he has all the talent in the world. I I can't be saying anything about that. But he's not your guy that's going to be like, oh, he's going to lead him to the playoffs, or he's going to lead. He's going to lead him to the Super Bowl or anything. So, Yeah, and let's uh, bring it back to the NFC West for yeah. a second. We got some opponents for this weekend's games. We got the Texans against the Cardinals. We got the Seahawks at home playing against the Saints on Monday Night Football. We got the 49ers playing against the Colts on Sunday Night Football. And we got the Lions playing the Rams at home. Mm-hmm. Which game do you think is going to be the highlight of this weekend? The highlight of this weekend, I feel like that it's either going to be like it, I think it's either going to be the 49ers against the Colts or the Seahawks against the Saints because Interesting. because like while Seattle is in, like injured, like they have many positions injured and the 49ers situation is kind of undetermined right now. I feel like these two like these two NFC West teams are going to keep it very close with their opponents. And it's not like the about the Seahawks, it's not like the Saints have played a lot of they had like they've been dominating oh no, great teams. Like the only team that they've like really dominated that was that's above 500 right now are the Green Bay Packers and that was in week 1. Yeah, and that and, was a complete shocker. Yeah, and that was not supposed to happen by any means. No. Like they're thirty-eight to three and sitting Aaron Rodgers. Like that was that was that unprecedented. Was yeah. And every week since the pack the Packers have won every game since, and the Saints have been kind of they've been a little over five hundred since. Mm-hmm. And um, the Colts, in my opinion, uh, I mean, they're I feel like they're the same boat as the 49ers right now. Mm-hmm. Like, their QB situation is kind of iffy. Yeah. But... But like, their defense is, like, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, like it's the AFC 49ers against, you know, the 49ers. Yeah, basically. I'm really excited. If I had to choose a game, I'm really excited for the Lions and Rams game. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a revenge game of both... And a homecoming. Matt, and a homecoming for both... Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, as yeah. we talked about before, because I think Matthew Stafford still like we talked about Jared Goff earlier. I think Matthew Matthew Stafford has kind of a chip on his shoulder ever since he got traded. Yeah, because everybody is realizing, oh, Matthew Stafford is good. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. have you even noticed for the past decade yeah. in Detroit? Because like it's it's so funny. It's like some people like. Don't even follow Detroit. Like me, I feel like the only time, like people actually followed Detroit, was like a couple years ago, and that was kind of like Calvin Johnson's career. Mm-hmm. Like he was like the main star on that team. He was the main focus on that team. It's like, it's like he really brought in to like viewers to watch the Lions. And now he's a Hall of Famer. And now he's a Hall of Famer. So. Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's the guy who was thrown to. Uh, Calvin Johnson, and now he's throwing to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and especially mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, they're having a great start to their season. Oh yeah, like it, yeah. I don't think they would be as good as they are right now, especially in fantasy points, because I have 
Cooper Cup on one of my fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have Matthew Stafford on one of my fantasy teams as well. <laughs> so. Like, I am grateful that Matthew Stafford is starting because the like he's increasing the potential of both Woods and mm-hmm. Cup, and it's just about a matter of time because yeah. I think they might be, like, some people don't really look at them and see them as, like, a great wide receiver duo compared to, like, DeAndre Hopkins and... AJ, like AJ Green or um, or Christian Kirk rather, or like they only like people team like seems like fans only think of like just one wide receiver star. They don't think of like wide All receiver duos. Yeah, they don't. like when you think of a wide receiver duo, the one that comes to mind is Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. But there, people need to put some respect on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yeah. They're de- they're definitely they're definitely a good dynamic duo because, like, I feel like Robert Woods, um, Robert Woods is more a lot of the like throughout their whole career. I'm not just talking about this season, but throughout their whole career, like Robert Woods is kind of like the spectacular catcher and everything, and he he's the one that's like kind of the speed demon or something. Yes, and uh, Deshaun Jackson is obviously faster than him, but like yeah. when it comes to Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I'm picking Robert Woods for like my speed demon, but Robert Woods. I mean Cooper Cup. My bad. Cooper, Cooper Cup just is more consistent. He's a consistent wide receiver, and he's definitely a better route runner. Exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing better you can ask for those two, especially. Oh, and I they. Know. Yeah. And even if those guys aren't open, it's like uh, you mm-hmm. can throw to them, and you expect them to yeah. make some kind of play on it. And uh, I also have another hot take uh, okay. for Cooper Cup, is that this season is like the season that he's full like, like, like while he did play all of last season, this season is like he's fully healthy now. Yes. Because remember he suffered a terrible injury against the Seahawks a couple of years back, and that's when they went to the Super Bowl, and then. Uh, this this past season, everything his like target rate was lower, his catch rate was lower, like ev- everything was lower, and then all of a sudden, now he's like one of the top five receivers in the league right now. So I think this year is like the year that he is like now fully healthy. Yeah, and you look at like I read a tweet and I tweeted um, quote tweeted this for an answer. But there was a tweet that said, name a player you're glad you drafted or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I quote tweeted it and I said, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And somebody replied to my tweet and said that Cup will fall back to earth. And then what did he do? He put up 22 points in uh, his last game. Yeah. So it's just like, this guy's unstoppable. The Robert Woods... He kind of had a slow start to the year, but once he mm-hmm. started getting targets, he's he, yeah. he's flourished, especially in that game versus the Seahawks last week. Yeah. Or not last weekend, but the week before on Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, like we need to put some respect on Woods and Cup. Yeah. Um, but we also need to put the, some respect on um, the Cardinals' defense as well. Oh, geez. Yeah. Because. Um, uh, you know, six and zero doesn't come from just the offense. Yeah. which a lot of people are focusing on specifically because of Kyler Murray. Yeah, 
Like like they always say, defense wins championships. Yes. Yeah. And you know we we can say that because you know our defense, the Seattle defense, won was good, was good, and won us, uh, won them a championship. Yeah. Uh, back, in 2014. Back-to-back back back Super Bowls, but we didn't win the second one. We didn't win the second one, and that was because of our offense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, like, I feel like that so many people, like, underwhelm that phrase. But it is, like, so factual that defense does win championships. And I think it's a very underrated pickup, and I don't understand why people aren't talking about this more is the acquisition of JJ Watts. Oh yeah, he he's made he's he's contributed so much. I feel like these past few years with the Texans, his career was just wasted. Exactly. Because of coaching, because of management, because of everything, right? But now he's good. Now he's with great management, great surrounding players, great coaches. Well, it depends on how you view Cliff Kingsbury. Um yeah, that that's a that's another topic for another time. But yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like that like his his environment as I like as someone w- would put it, I think like his environment around him has just increased by. Yeah, and like, you can definitely see, especially on his social media, how happier he is to be in oh, Arizona, yeah. especially in a that wing environment. I did not expect the Cardinals to win the first six games and possibly oh, seven yeah. games in a row. Before yeah. they face the Green Bay Packers, like yeah. I expected, maybe by this time, maybe four and two at the yeah. most, but six and zero oh is yeah. just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, you know, personally, looking at the Cardinals' schedule and seeing who they have have faced, I, I would say, I would say that like they would have also been like four and two or maybe even five and one because the like the real like teams they have faced. Like that are like top tier are the Rams and the Browns. Mm-hmm. So like four and two, five and one is like what we all expected, but six and oh, that's just unbelievable. And they just absolutely dominated the Browns too. Oh like, yeah, the, like there wasn't a chance that the Browns were ever going to come back. But in that game, did you see the roughing the passer call? Yes, I did. What did you think about that? Uh, you know what. Personally, with the NFL now, there are some aspects, not all, but there are some aspects that it is getting a little soft. Yeah, and I think just that... Because... I saw that... I wasn't watching the game live. I saw it on Twitter. Yes, yeah, uh, one of my One of my friends uh, retweeted about it, and I saw the play, and they, I'm like, they called that roughing the passer? He didn't even go to the ground. Yeah, but... Yeah, like, for for example, like, some reasons I call, like, some aspects of the NFL soft is a little bit, um, is because of the taunting penalties. Oh, my gosh. And the roughing, like, some incidents of roughing the passer. There was a, the, there was a taunting penalty. We I was watching the Arizona State versus Utah game last weekend, mm-hmm. and I forget which team was penalized for taunting, but... Um, they, I think it was ASU. They threw their hands up like this and started mm-hmm. looking down at the player they tackled. Yeah. And they threw the flag and called yeah. taunting. And it's like, it, <laughs> you know, what? it might have been Utah, but it, Utah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it might have been, but might have yeah, been Utah. I, I don't remember exactly. It, me neither. There's a lot of reasons to 
as ASU students, there's a lot of reasons to forget that game. Yeah, absolutely. But we're heading into our final moments here where we're going to predict the score of next week's games. And uh, first, we're going to predict the winner of the Cardinals and Texans and the score. So, Kenji, I started off this program. What do you think? I'm going to have you start. Um, Personally... I think it's going to be the Cardinals all the way. I do not see a miracle happening for the <laughs> Texans. Uh, Davis Mills and that offense cannot carry like the offense to like turn that game into a shootout. So I think it's going to be the Cardinals, but it's not going to be a like it is going to be blah, but it's not going to be a shutout. You so don't think it's a shutout. I do not think it's a shutout. Uh, personally, I think it's going to be like. Like it's gonna it's gonna be in the thirties. I'm predicting like thirty-four to 34. like seven. Thirty-four to seven. I'm yeah. going to go with thirty to three. Thirty to three? I'm not going to say it's yeah. a shutout, but I'm not going to say the Texans yeah. are going to get a touchdown. Yeah. It would be a miracle if they got a touchdown in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Next we got the Seahawks at home against the Saints on Monday night football. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that game? So since this is Monday Night Football, it's a primetime game. There's there's never going to be like an obvious winner, and that just proves from the Chiefs Ravens game a couple weeks back on Sunday Night Football. I mean, yep. those are already two very good teams. Yeah, that that's the first thing. But we all thought the Chiefs were going to win, so I feel like it is like it's going to be as like it's going to be as back to back as possible. But I do think that I do think that the Seahawks are going to pull away with this win. Um, I like I don't see much in the Saints' offense that really wows me. Like I I don't I don't see much. So you know, I'm going to say the same thing that there's not a lot of things that wow me with the Saints, mm-hmm. um, especially on their offense. Yeah, offensive side definitely. But. Uh, especially because Alvin Kamara has been kind of back and forth. There's like he mm-hmm. either has a really good day or a really bad day, and there's no in between. Um, but I'm not going to say the Seahawks are going to win specifically because of how depleted they are in their roster. Uh-huh. Like they would really need someone to step up. Yeah. Like ja- like Jameis Winston is a good like he's. Above he, average quarterback. Yeah, he's a mid-tier quarterback. Definitely. He's a mid-tier quarterback. While you compare him to Geno Smith, and he's a low tier. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not knocking Geno Smith. He's been good as the C- he's yeah. been serviceable as the Seahawks quarterback. Obviously, he's not going to be Russell Wilson. No one is. Yeah, ever. no, no one can be Russell Wilson. But I'm going to say that it's going to be. Um, a twenty-four to seventeen win okay. for the Saints. Oh wow! So I I think the Saints are going to pull it off. I think Alvin Kamara will have a good day mm. because it's Seahawks defense. Yeah, and we I, we all know that they're. Just, we already talked about how bad their defense yeah. has been. Next is the 49ers at home to play the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday Night Football. What do you think about that game? Uh, personally. And I'm not NFC West biased, but I do feel like that 49ers are going to take this one away, take this win, everything. And the score is going to be, uh, like, 
I, I don't, it's not going to be a shootout. Like, it's not going to be a shootout. It's not going to be a blowout. Mm -hmm. But, it, like, I feel like that it's going to be like, like, I like your prediction for the Seahawks Saints matchup. So I'm going to say 24 to 14. 24 to 14, yeah. who, and the Niners win? Yeah, the Niners win. And what, like, per, and I'll give you my reasons why. So. This is a Sunday night football game, so they're already used to this, right? They're already used to playing Sunday night because they faced the Green Bay Packers and lost in a disappointing fashion. Mm -hmm. But they're they're they've already felt the environment of a Sunday night football game already yes. this this year. And that was a very very close game. Definitely, that went right down to the wire. Yeah, and the 49ers are at home too. That's okay. an, that's another aspect. I have been to that stadium and everything. And there are, it's not as crazy as Seattle fans, but they are crazy fans, and they will, like, cheer on their team until the end of the end of the game. So environment yeah. plus their mm -hmm. plus their experience yeah. with prime time. Yeah. I'm going to say the 49ers as well. I mm -hmm. wasn't swayed by your decision, but I, there's nothing about the Colts that screams, this is a good team. Mm -hmm. Because they they are um, they also have two wins as well this season. Yeah, and um, I think the only way the Colts are going to be able to pull this off are if Jonathan Taylor has a good day. Yeah, and he's been very back and forth as well. He's had some really good days, like he did a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. against the Ravens. I think he, against the Ravens. I can't remember. Yeah, but. Jonathan Taylor has the skill to be, uh, but I think the, I think the Forty ers defense is just too good, anchored by Nick Bosa. Yeah. And I I just think the Niners will be able to hold. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit different. I don't think there will be as much offense. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a seventeen to ten matchup. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be one of those boring seventeen to ten matchups. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be back to back. It's going to be back to back. There's going to be a lot of defense. Uh, defense is going to rule this unless Jimmy Garoppolo comes back and just wows everyone, mm -hmm. or Trey Lance starts this yeah. weekend and has his coming out party. Yeah. Then I then. I will still say the Niners win, but yeah. it's yeah. it's going to be close. Yeah, and an, an, another thing to include that I just thought of for the 49ers is personally I like their talent more than the Colts as well. And that's Same a, here. that's an, that's another thing uh, because you have Nick Bosa at your right end, you got you got um, Eric Armstead at your left, and you also still have D Ford who is true a great player. You got you got. One amazing linebacker, possibly the pro probably like top three linebacker in this league right now in uh, Fred Warner. Mm -hmm. You you got pr pretty good secondary, but not amazing. Pretty, but I I would consider them pretty good. And the talent that is surrounded by Jimmy Garoppolo is this great. Like we're still undetermined of George Kittle, but you have him as an option. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk, former ASU alumni. Yes, and you and got Debo Samuel. And Brandon Ayuk is finally getting some. Yeah, targets. and he, he's fine. He's finally getting his groove, right? Yes. So, I think there's there like the 49ers' talent is this like it just pushes the Colts' talent out of the way. Yeah. Again, I don't think this is going to be a blowout mm -hmm. for the 49ers. I do think it'll be close, but it's going to be an exciting game.
Mm-hmm. Finally, the Lions at the Rams in SoFi. What do you think about that? Jeez. I feel like Owen, Owen is it Owen 6 now? Yes. Owen 6 Lions versus the 5-1 and one. Five and one Rams. I feel like that even though this is a revenge game for both quarterbacks, I feel like it's going to be a complete blowout by complete blowout for the for the Rams. Okay. And uh personally, like yeah, it it's it's going to be in the it's going to be in the 30s. The score is going to be in the 30s for the Rams and probably Lions are going to have 7, 10, 14 points. Is there a definitive answer on that? Man, I I think I would say Final I would option. I would say 38 to 10. 38 to 10. 38 to 13. 38 to 13. Final answer? Final answer. I'm I'm locking it in. But, yeah, 38 to 13. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that... Really? I don't think it will be that out of sorts. I think think there won't be as much scoring from L.A. I don't think they're going to reach close to 40. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be uh, 31. I okay. do think it'll be in the 30s because Detroit's defense isn't yeah. really that great. It's uh-huh. not terrible. But it's but not great. It's, it's not great. It's yeah. below average. Like, like I mentioned earlier, it's not like it's not it's not mediocre, it's not good, it's not terrible, but it's like it's like bad. Right? It, I mean it's not bad, bad, but yeah. it's just like because there's a difference between bad and terrible. Yes. Yeah. And I think they're on more leaning to the left of bad. Mm-hmm. So they're more towards bad than they are towards mediocre. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but this final score. Okay, I I do think Jared Goff will play better mm-hmm. this uh this game. I think he's going to try and do everything he can to win this game because he is back in L.A. The yeah. team that drafted him. But I I need to interrupt you. But he has never played at SoFi Stadium before. That's true. So I also took that into account, but go on with your statement. That's true. He has never played in SoFi. Um, but it is still the team that drafted him. Is still the same coach that he took the Super took to the Super Bowl with. Mm-hmm. It It's still most of the same players. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be... I think the Lions will score... I think it'll be close to... I think it'll be 20 points. 20 points? I think it'll be... Final answer is 31 to 20. Hey, I think we both... I think we both had, like, reasonable... Reasonable, uh, like, score predictions because of our reasons. Definitely. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't... I mean, I could make some hot take, but, you know what? I I don't think it's worth the risk. (laughs) Like, um... Well, it is is our opinion, so we can say whatever. It is our opinion, but... You know, I I just don't think now is the time that Detroit is going to get their first win. But if no, definitely not. But if there is going to be a great first win for Jared Goff, it'll be this one. I just don't oh, yeah. think it'll be it. Yeah. All right, Kenji, you want to close this out? Yep. So uh, that's it. You heard the latest news about these teams, our opinions, our predictions. So uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to our podcast, Best of the West. All right. We'll see you later. Yep. We just want to uh, make a correction here. We did look up and see that Jared Goff has played in SoFi. He just hasn't played in there with fans. Uh, so our apologies. 
Um, so with uh, Kenji Ito, I am Jake Brown. We'll see you next time.